Guys, welcome to Drunk InfoSec Podcast, Episode 5. Uh, myself, Chris, uh, Alex, Henry, Tony, Ryan, uh, back at it again. want to thank everybody for uh, sticking with us. And if you know some people that want to subscribe to the YouTube channel or uh, follow us on Twitter, Drunk InfoSec, uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. we got a couple of topics today that we want to talk about, uh, so let's get right into it. Multi-factor authentication. Uh, is where it hot is it or not? Is it what? Is it hot or not? Yeah. Some people have it. Some people don't. What's so the uh, swipe right on that one? <laughs> that's a whole different. That's a whole different segment. Um, at a high level, multi-factor authentication. We got uh, you know the what you are and what you know and what you have. Some company or some products have it that's uh, natively to that product, and others don't. Uh, why don't the security products have that? I mean, security is not being baked into the development process. I don't think it's being slapped on at the end a lot of times, or you know, it's an it's an afterthought, really. Yeah, I think a, you'll find out the majority of um, mature security companies will be able to actually offer a multi-factor authentication into it, right? A lot of times what you'll see is um, you'll have to wrap around like, uh, you know, a, a web front end that you might have to log into first or, you know, an F5 that you might have to log into and everything's behind it. Uh, I don't know. That's, it, that, that seems hacky to me. It just, should you just know, natively it, do it. Well, you know, it should be it should be simple for any user to go in and click a couple boxes and, you know, hit save and it works. That no. very much sounds like the, exactly what you just said instead of baking it in. It's, ah, yeah. it, oh, fuck, we forgot to add this in. Let me slap it on at the end and. You know, now it's two-factor, so we're good. You know how much of a pain it is to log into so much shit, though? You know, with all that? If it's re- if it's behind, like, some secure F5 that I can just log... Anything behind this, I'm already logged into. I mean, that's nice, right? But that... It, again, it seems hacky, so now I gotta... I gotta bake in, do a bunch of configs, and write a bunch of tech files. No, I, don't, I don't know how to do all that stuff, man. <laughs> I just click buttons and hit save. I see what you mean. But I also think for on the business side of it too, if I'm a potential customer and I ask uh, a vendor, do they have multi-factor authentication? And they say, no, it's not native. But if you ha- if you get this, like something like a true key, then, you know, it'll work. I might step back and be like, eh, you know, that multi-factor authentication is kind of important to me. Why don't, why don't, why isn't it important to them? And I think I would have to reevaluate that vendor. Uh, maybe on a business side, if I'm going to spend tons of money on a tool, I want to make sure that all corners of security is covered. I see what you mean there. So, you know, if they don't offer native multi-factor authentication into it, then, you know, how much are they really thinking about the big picture of security? It's probably, well, it's pr- again, it's probably not baked in because, you know, monetary, monetary, I don't remember what the word is. Monastery? No. Fiscal? Monostat? Well, I mean, <laughs> if I'm a business trying to build an app that's going to serve a function, why am I worried about multi-factor? I, I just want to get a product on the shelves that people can use. Hey, Monetary reason? Pretty simple just to add it on. I mean, like you're talking about, you know, already it's just added on as, a, as an afterthought. And that is that is pretty cost-effective to do just that. No, and, I, I get and, you. But that, I, I'm just going at why is it not baked in at the beginning? It's probably because, you know, I just want to have a product work and get it on the shelf. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of different ways, no matter what, you can architect a solution after the fact to, to make sure that there is multi-factor authentication into something, right? And not yeah. having it natively into it, I mean, 
Yeah, I think it's probably one of those decisions that comes down to the wire of like, hey, do I have enough time to actually develop this into the product? If not, hey, fuck it. Hey, we're ready to go. Just put this thing out there. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to connect the threats and then you want to actually worry about two-factor authentication. I, I mean, have you, has anybody seen the, the continual authentication that people are talking about building now? This is the new hotness, man. Continual authentication. So this is a swipe right? This is a swipe right for me, man. <laughs> you get into... Uh, so you got to think about it, right? Like multi-factor authentication is awesome. It stops a lot of attacks because you have to, you know, you can't just have a password anymore. You have to have a token. You got to have, you know, fingerprints, something you have to have. Now with continual authentication, the, the, the concept behind it is, you know, where you're at, um, how you're typing, you know, things that you're doing continually. If you're in front of a webcam, it'll watch your face continually to make sure you are who you are. You know, are you logging in from the same place and you have a webcam on? And you're, you know, you type a certain different way. There's a lot of different companies that are starting this out, and I think it's a great idea. I mean, are there going to be like shortcomings to it? Probably. There's probably going to be a lot of little things you could probably get around with it. But I'm pretty sure I could type the same way you do. I mean, man, ain't nobody typing like I type. Every I peck, every I peck third hunt, word man. is fucked. That's, I'm good. Unpeckers. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's got me there. All I gotta say is, what happens when you start drinking too much? That happens daily. I mean, you got to be more. Specific. I know, but do you think that uh, you type the same when you're sober when you're doing drunk? No, but we have AI to learn. I that? know that we do our best work when we're drunk, but the, uh, the AI is going to learn that though. They're going to learn that after 4 p.m. <laughs> if Tony doesn't slow down his typing, he's he's gets hey, locked This out. goes back to our AI conversation <laughs> a few episodes <laughs> ago, and you know, I, I would much rather just have a junior analyst sit there and watch me. You're going to have a junior <laughs> analyst click, assigned to everybody. Go ahead and just click OK. That, that's still Henry. Let's just have a security guard on everybody in the building. Yes. You're going to have a yeah, junior analyst is just going to sit there. <laughs> and when Henry's too drunk, they're just going to pull, pull him away. Hey, you're typing too slow. I can't do this. You drop below 20 words a minute. Is that is that uh, that webcam feature, is that kind of the same idea as for the the unlock on phones? So I, I think uh, like a face ID type right, thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, sort I, of. Yeah, that's I, exactly yeah, how it would work. I was thinking it was more of a hardware feature, right? The hardware profile of your system was, you know, you have, you know, you have a 64-bit processor, you have 16 gigs of RAM or 32, whatever the hell it is. You also have a webcam. You have this this mouse always, always attached. So if any of those are missing, that's where something would would alert. Yeah, that's one, that's one way of doing it, but, you know, being able to authenticate the user itself rather than the... No, yeah, yeah, that definitely. Just the box. Yeah, trying yeah. to come up with that idea of a, a profile for a person. And then I was with. trying to remember what we were reading, because, I mean, there, there was hundreds of different uh, metrics that they were looking at for mm -hmm. this continual authentication piece. So that's interesting. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, um, how, how many, if they haven't already... How many have uh, are going to adopt that? And what do you think that's going to do? What do you think that's going to do for pricing? I think in the next five years, that's going to be something that you know will be the same thing as multi-factor. Eventually, I mean, you just—it's the next level up. I mean, to right. be able to authenticate somebody, you have to know that person and know how they're going to be able to well, look work. At, right? Look at those—they uh, got a lot of the Fitbit type things and things like that that you know can measure your heart rate and, and everything throughout the whole day. So you know that—that's kind of you know, man. not a you gonna get a print. chip in you, man. You're gonna get a chip in you, and then now all of a sudden it's uh, gonna authenticate you. I'm not gonna do a chip in me. Chip. I don't know. I, I think who's it's a chip? Really... Huh? What? Who's chip? Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a cool <laughs> feature. Mom, I'm just I'm wor I'm worried about implementation. I think it's gonna it's gonna lag behind on actually being able to truly positively identify people because I mean everybody gets lazy. They get 
I mean, yeah. same they thing right drunk. now. If I steal your token and I know your password, I mean, we're good to go. You know? You're not stealing my token. Oh, dude. <laughs> check your pocket. You got that? <laughs> pocket check. Cool. Son of a... So the next one we got is uh, EU EU nations uh, basically calling Kaspersky shit. Um, malicious, <laughs> I think, is the word they used. Yeah, malicious, junk. This is um, the second thing, second time in... One year, I think. Right? Yeah, so yeah. Malicious. From different yeah, places. Just, I was gonna say, didn't, did, didn't we talk about this on like episode two? I think it was Trump banned Kaspersky. Yeah, yeah, got banned from the U.S. military. You know, they started stomping their feet. They got the panties in a twist. They tried to. I, hey, I, hey, I think hey, they hey, were saying, hey! I was in the military. We don't wear panties. No, Kaspersky. You know, commando. Oh, okay, good. Not, I was not say, you, we not go the, commando not, every day. Exactly, as you should. Aren't they in like Siberia or something? Don't you salute with shorts or something? Thick, nasty panties. Wait what? Say I missed this. Elk, elk panties? Yeah. Aren't they like in Siberia or something? They have like they have to have like thick nasty panties. They can't be like those nice g-string panties. They get in a bunch. Get some like. Do you guys work with HR skin. at all? Because <laughs> I am no, HR. <laughs> Anywho, I'll allow it. I think lame this shit. So uh, the EU called these guys out in a report, um, basically calling them malicious. Uh, in a clause 76 of the report, it stated that um, all products by the EU and institutions exclude potential programs and devices and a ban to the ones that might have been confirmed as malicious, such as Kaspersky Labs. So in writing, in a report, calling them malicious and calling them as a ban. So now almost any government is not going to be able to use these guys. Yeah, so well, they, they called them out in this, and the, the big thing about this is... Kaspersky got pissed off about this, and they've been working a lot with uh, EU poll uh, on their. Uh, I, I forget exactly what the name is that it's called, but it was to um, to help ransomware attacks. It was a, a major ransomware cleanup thing. They were helping b- providing uh, decryption passwords and things like that, uh, so people wouldn't have to pay. Pretty easy when you write the ransomware to be able to give you the codes on it, I guess, huh? Facts. Well, well you're trying to say, dude, mind blown right there. <laughs> Holy shit. You know Kaspersky's going to ban us now, too, right? You know, they're not going to sponsor us. So, you know, at the same time, the, you know, what, like, what, what are they saying that Kaspersky Labs themselves did? I mean, if they allowed access for Russian agents to come in and look at the stuff, that's one thing. If they're working directly with them or if they're just, you know, willfully ignorant of the fact that, sure, they have a backdoor channel to, uh, you know, some KGB group or something, and they come in and look. But they keep a blind eye to it. Are Kaspersky Labs the ones at that point are who are malicious? Or are they being used as a tool? Does it matter? I mean, are we looking at it more like the product itself is malicious? Or is it more so a guilty by association? I think a guilt by association, personally. I mean, Definitely. Uh, I mean, they may be having bad practices. But I don't think that they're product itself is a rat i think it's a cultural thing right like I mean, it's easy for us to be able to say like yeah all of our products are you know safe because basically we don't have any government that's going to come over us and say like you will do this you're going to do it or you're not going to be a business in this entire industry for this country anymore you're gonna have to move it out or do something you know so we don't do that in the u.s is that what I you mean, just said i will not confirm or deny that that is the case i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's done it's done in the u.s it's probably done everywhere it's just not as you yeah. know the kgb has a, a pretty bad rap 
It's not as flagrant. So you're going to tell me that some security product I might have on my computer might be owned, and that's how people are watching my webcam? Oh, I guarantee it. How did I turn into a cam girl? Hey, they're just continually authenticating you. I guarantee (laughs) 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 That was good, actually. That was good. I I feel like Henry had that in his back pocket, just waiting. I've been waiting for so long. (laughs) So let let me ask you this then, Alex. Would you be comfortable using Kaspersky stuff now that you think that they're just guilty by association? I I would be okay using it at my home, uh, not my place of work. Do you use it at your home? No, I do not. Oh, why? (laughs) Hey, I'll I'll send Uh, you a couple bucks. I found actually products that I I like better. What do you like better? I wonder why. Because they're not sending your data Uh, back to the KGB? So for AV, I'm actually uh, more a fan of um, uh, McCrapathy. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I have a Mac. I don't use AV. Macs don't get viruses. They don't get hacked ever. I I will say that that's, that's on my first Windows laptop I bought, so... Wow, I dude, I still run Malwarebytes. It's what I used way back in the day. It's what I offered everybody who didn't want to pay for with, so. services. So, so n- none of those have been owned, huh? You guys are just cool with. I don't do shit on my Windows box except for what we're doing right now, and that's holding up topics or letting my son play Steam on it. So cool. So a, a while back, not well, not too, not too long ago, didn't. Didn't Kaspersky and Russia, didn't they have like a little little spat that Russia wanted logs or they wanted access and Kaspersky kind of said no? I don't know. Are you making that up? I don't remember that one. That you don't remember a, that one? For it sounds reason, like something thought, they could have made up. Are you in the KGB? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, but it's good, guys. <laughs> there's, there's been plenty of, of proof and blame uh, you know, KGB and, and Kaspersky working hand in hand together, just feeding logs to each other, feeding data, I guess, in general, not necessarily. Right. Is, is Kaspersky. What the what? fuck? Is Kaspersky the K in KGB? <laughs> I don't know. No, that's just dumb. Things we'll never know. So, one of the things that, that uh, we'd, like to, we'd like to ask the listeners is give us some comments regarding this, uh, this topic. We'd like to think, uh, we'd like to hear what you guys think. Uh, your side on this on this Kaspersky issue. Do you issue. feel safe with your AV? Thanks for asking a question, Tony. You're welcome. <laughs> Instead uh, the, of just telling them that we're going to ask you a question and then put, say, put comments, comments in there. We're going to ask <laughs> you a question. Put comments in there. Well, we'd let you know it would be good because we get those just comments. Just to let you know, Chris is in charge of all social media, so we're, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just learning how to type. Yeah, that's um, why we're socially special. So... <laughs> So next topic we got is uh, China being blamed for a cyber attack against the U.S. A U.S. Navy contractor. Um, Henry, you want to talk about that? So a bit? big thing about this, you know, they stole two hundred. What they're claiming is they stole two hundred and fourteen gigs worth of data. Most of it is based around signal and sensor data, uh, submarine crypto radio info, and uh, the big piece is the the U.S. has been working on a new uh, supersonic missile system. Uh, for their submarines um, and it's you know it, the U.S. has kind of been a uh, the powerhouse in the Navy for for a long time and it, it's something that we've relied upon you know we 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 may not be able to be people or we may be you know on par with people in the army we may be on par with people in the air force stuff like that but the marine or the the, the Navy is kind of where we've always um, set ourselves apart with a lot of the other uh, 
countries and stuff like that. And you know, with the with the data that they've been stealing and the stuff that they you know the they miraculously have the these new ships that are uh, looking a lot like ours. And, Amazing. You know, yeah, it, it's how many it's, different ways can you design a boat? A lot. Well, know. I'm sure the new ones out there, those those, I mean, a, a those things are looking I mean, pretty slick. This has gone back. I mean, even like what was it? The F twenty two. At 35? 35? 35? Well, yeah. the 22 and 35. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's been, we've been getting information stolen for years about stuff like this. I mean, is it stolen I think, or allowed think, to be? <laughs> Ooh. It's the oh, name no, of the game. Stolen. Is this a honeypot but full of sure information that's forth. actually good information? So, I, I mean, what do you think about it? You think this is an act of war? I, I think the, it's just something that continuously goes on. And it's just getting more light shit on it. Exactly. I you mean, know? Light shit on I, it. I, yeah. <laughs> just the light shit. Not, light not too heavy. You're crazy if you yeah. think we're not doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's... and that's well, what, But that's, that's one the... of the shitty parts about being the one that, that is the leader in, in the research and technology of this stuff is, okay, cool, yeah, we are the leader and we are leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. So, yeah, we may be trying to steal back from other people, but, you know, when you steal shit, what's it really worth? Well, it's it's worth a lot when all you're doing is basically checking in on people. How far ahead are or how far ahead are we? Yeah, basically? but how helpful is that for us That's when true. we steal our own information back from them? Maybe it's not helpful, but at least we know how far they've gotten. Maybe somebody. It's going to cost into... somebody a whole fuck ton more money to train somebody to be a nuclear physicist or you know a, a fucking rocket engineer to create supersonic missiles than it takes for me to teach somebody to. Learn how to hack into some boxes. You saying that's not rocket science? It's rocket surgery. Facts. I, <laughs> I feel so. I think it goes back to the last one, the last uh, topic, right? Like you got to be crazy if you don't think that uh, if we're not doing it. Other people aren't doing this espionage on everything around it. Why we're doing it? What we're doing it for? I mean, it probably goes back to a lot bigger strategy than you know we can probably put our minds around. Yeah. But long story short. Right now, we got a lot of information that was just stolen. And at what point do you cross that you can say, all right, as a active defender, you know what I mean? Where you're yeah, trying what to, the fuck? What, know, what do I do with this information? Was this exfil? Well, I don't think we even know how it got taken. So, I mean, at that point, how do you even respond, right? That's a good question. Uh there, I guess there's a lot of a lot of different things to take into it, and I guess that that may be why they're not talking about it a whole lot is they're trying to make a determination on what exactly they want to do. Um, I'm right. guessing they probably didn't talk about it because it's still you know still an active investigation. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure that I've, they know what was taken and they know what they're going to do about it, but that's probably not going to come to the media. Yeah, as far it's as being obviously more of public a, information. Yeah, touchy situation. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, don't really see Trump on the phone like. I will find you, and I will kill you. I have a special set of skills. <laughs> I, have a, I have a special <laughs> huge skills. We have a special set of skills. MAGA. <laughs> we have MAGA hats. So we don't know how we don't know how this all kicked off, right? No, right. But so let's let's take this and try to compare it to some other breaches, right? I mean, we don't know how this one happened. I mean, as an incident consultant, I mean, you're probably not going to find out until well afterwards and you know something was already done about it but the magnitude of what was taken here i mean take it to any other industry how bad could it be well I, so i thought it was very, i thought it was more interesting the fact that the information that they did take was all unclassified data it was all an unclassed network 
Um, so this was purely somebody stealing the stuff and then piecing it together with a, other intelligence that they already had that probably was also classified before they built a, built out a bigger picture. I, I, just, I just think that was kind of cool and so a good reason to shred your data. Definitely an advanced actor, right? Something that's already been in there a couple of times, knew what was going on. I, I mean, well, they've already said it was China, right? Might have so, been persistent. Yeah, we know. I mean, is it? APT? Could it be some... I mean, I don't oh. connect all the threats, but I knew, do know that some... Uh, <laughs> Some actors try to pretend like they look like other actors. Anywho, like I was saying, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. Why there. don't we go back to let's compare? You're this talking to about you. So as far as the no. threat actors, you're talking about TTPs. Yeah. Okay. Not just I mean, TTPs, but I was gonna say yeah. Wasn't wasn't there data released about different groups acting like other groups? I mean, it's fairly similar or yeah. fa- fairly easy to, to do that so are you guys trying to say this was kaspersky could it be could i mean be. you got to think about it right so when when did this come out this came out two weeks ago three weeks ago that's a good question you know yeah um, i think it was, it was it, yeah. yeah so two three weeks ago that was getting you know you're getting prepped for u.s north korea so you're suggesting Summit? that the, the you're getting, you're oh, getting you're, you're just a, suggesting that they identified somebody else just because of the meetings that were taking place. I mean, I mean, you know, everything you know, everything That's, gets brought. They have the option of making things public and and you know, so keeping things this is hidden. To like a, like I mean, is the fear in people? Is the, is the time? Oh the time could God. be you know could be weird. I thought um, we already. Or I thought we already said once that attribution is uh, a joke. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think, we, said, I think we talked about I think that, we've in said that multiple one. times. Yeah. Tough at best. I mean, you can connect some threats and try to figure it out, but right. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, it's still a. It's this attack came from this IP. It must be that nation. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, isn't the whole purpose of, of having like a red team to emulate a threat vector or a threat actor? So, I mean. Or is that I, a pentest pen pen team? Yeah, is that a pentest team? Or oh, a red team? Oh, God. <laughs> Why do you always bring it back down to just basic crayon colors? I'm going to throw a fucking beer at you guys. <laughs> so let's go back and just just try to think real quick. So in, in everybody's day-to-day life, if you're a defender, I mean, this Blue is kind of bad, right? 614 gigabytes of fucking data left. Now, we don't know. We don't know if this was a laptop taken. We don't know if this was exfil, whatever. I mean... When you when we find out the root cause of what caused this, if we find out, yeah, if we ever do, I mean, I think the lessons learned behind this is what we need to take out of it. I mean, trying to do attribution, trying to figure out how it plays in the grand fucking way. More than likely, what they're going to find is there is a policy in place to prevent this that someone didn't do. You know, it'll be something like you know, how do you make it better? But does policy equal security? Right at the end of the day, you just got to make it better. You got to figure out what went wrong and. Fix it. So glad I don't work with any of you fucks anymore. <laughs> you can also, I mean, I have to consider maybe that person's training wasn't. I took my fucking CEH. What the fuck? So hey, so actually, let's dig a little bit deeper on this. Out of curiosity, since we come from, uh, you know, different backgrounds and currently, you know, doing different job responsibilities. Okay, so this happens to us. Six hundred fourteen gigs, sensitive data. Uh, as IR, as you know, offensive. How how would we handle something like this? Well, first of all, I would tell you if six hundred fourteen gigs of data left my network and I didn't see it, I should be fired. Yeah. Yes. New resume. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Let's go a step further. So I, 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 I'm going to. I'm really hoping for whoever this happened to that it was a laptop stolen. 
<laughs> because right. yeah, if this was Xfil, Jesus, you should have seen this. Right, right. Well, well, look, I, I, I mean, would, I guess, I guess, unless it was like Xfil over a year. Yeah, I was gonna say I would caveat that with you know, you know, there, there's, yeah, it, there's time. time the, yeah. you know, they could they could drip that out very slowly, all that kind of stuff. Like a like totally a true. Low and slow. Yeah, yeah, if this had been over a year, does I mean come on? Obviously, they're not stating that. We don't know that fact, but yeah, we don't know. Th- that would be the only time we'd be like, well, maybe. But yeah, six hundred and fourteen in a quick amount of time. Fuck yeah, somebody should be fired. Yeah, I mean, so how uh, you know what? I guess the lessons learned would be your alerts. You know, what what missed? Right, um, and we don't we don't know a lot of the details, you know. right? But definitely, like yeah. there should be alerts. You should be knowing the top talkers that are going on your network. You should profile out the the things that are leaving your network. But we we, we don't know, right? Right. I mean, we're this just, could have went to we're like speculating. Yeah, like remember the one? Um, I forget what it was. When how it happened, but at the end of the day, they oh, it was actually the F thirty five stuff. They used some coffee shop or something, right? Like they were VPNing all a bunch of stuff through that, and that's how they through a coffee shop. Yeah. Fucking tards. Well, well, that's hey, some people need coffee. That, that is judgment for a small, small company, right there. Yes, it is. Yeah. Anywho, but yeah, if you see that much kind of data leaving, I don't care where it's going. Figure out what it is, right? It's true. Yeah. So I mean, all right. So easy to judge, though. You it's know, not easy because when you point a finger, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Remember that, is, that Chris? That is enlightening. That's, That's why you use Tony, fucking you. knife hands. Yes. Yes. Throw a beard in knife hands. Yeah. That's aggressive. Hand. Like Edward Scissor hands? You know. or? <laughs> I don't want to waste an actual beard. So yeah, so any comments on that would be greatly appreciated. We can uh, we can address that on the next episode. Um, next topic, Apple disables data connection on Lightning Port every hour. Uh, this seems like a follow-up from the San Bernardino uh, shootings. Um, what, what What's everybody's thoughts on this? I think it's great. A company needs to be, you know, supporting security and supporting its its consumers. You know, if you if if so, I think a lot of this was from that shooting that happened. The FBI and a lot of other government agencies were saying, "Hey, Apple, you guys should build in back doors so we can do forensics." Kaspersky style, basically, yeah. And you know, a lot of people were for it. They 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 wanted people to do this because you know, obviously. We're all worried about security. We, you know, we the cops are the best. They're they're catching these guys. And that stuff's good, but because nobody will ever find that. Well, that, that yeah, that, that was where I was going, leading into. Yeah, you know, yeah. nobody else is going to find that back door if it's there, right? Never. I think that's where this new company Grayshift comes in, right? They got uh they got this product called Graykey that uh, essentially you could just plug in any kind of iPhone, and next thing you know, you got root access on that phone. I mean, you have the power of Graykey. <laughs> Power of Grayskull, you, you asshole. Know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, weren't they using some undisclosed vulnerabilities in the iOS for that? We don't know, but we don't know how many. But what the they're claiming is that they have several different vulnerabilities that have not been released, and that's how they're getting into these phones. So that's also garbage. I mean, if if you're finding a vulnerability in the iOS, again, shouldn't you be promoting the security and and right. uh, informing well, informing it, right. the, the yeah, if you found it does not mean that someone else hasn't. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I could give that. I could give that to Apple, or I create a product, and there's a lot of law enforcement shops. And I mean, you know, you're going to get paid either way. You're probably going to get more money. I was going to say, if you're good at something, might as well get paid at doing it, right? Right. Well, yes. I mean, that brings up the concept of you know, should I get paid for my work, or am I more interested in the securing of the things? Right. Ethics. Responsible disclosure. 
Yeah. Oh. I don't think they took their CEH. <laughs> Must have I mean, I think training. I think also this is a per- <laughs> this is a perfect example of you know PR and marketing. They're just only going to gain more customers this way. I think this is yeah. a slippery slope, right? I think that this, like what Ryan was saying, responsible disclosure, making sure everything happens. The next thing you know, you're going to have those Kaspersky-like things on almost every product that you have. And then what can you really trust, right? If we're going to try to make sure that everything's as secure as possible, why are we doing that? We're doing that for the person that's using that particular thing, right? So, you know, things like GDPR and stuff like that, where they're trying to actually focus down on making sure that that individual's information is secure, that's the way you got to move forward with this. I mean, that's how people feel like they're trust, trusted, right, right? Right. I mean, you're right. It is a slippery slope. But one of the things you have to make sure that the whole thing doesn't devolve into like a McCarthyism for applications or software components or, you know, just because this place happened to come from this one country, let's go ahead and ban the whole thing. Or just because this uh, one company is doing this good security and this other one's not, let's ban that other one. That's exactly how I live my life. Yeah, yeah. You just got to watch out for that. Yep. I you should see my firewall. It blocked everything. That's, uh, <laughs> no new friends, son. No new friends. Save on Christmas time. That's <laughs> what the Russians want you to think. Hashtag, you know, VPN filter. But I run Kaspersky, so I'm good. Okay, yeah. you're good. I mean, yeah, why? Why even? You don't even have to lock your iPhone. Do they have a VPN <laughs> they that we can it. use? That yeah, would, no. Would be a good idea. I 100% agree with. That all of these iOS vulnerabilities should be released. That that should be something that yeah. you know this company should be able to patch. I mean that's responsible disclosure. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I mean yeah, if you go up front, and you you fix these issues. It, I I think it you know it would show more character and and be better for your company yeah. press wise than it would be to keep these to yourself and being able to say hey well, I unlocked this X Y Z shooters. Because iPhone and help the FBI. Yeah, ultimately these software companies are not being held to account for, you know, if they have a vulnerability or a weakness in their product, and that is the way that uh, access is gained to a network and data gets stolen, it's not the software company's fault. Yeah, well, they, there, there's no monetary. Yeah, I hear you. Well, you let's go back about. to what what this actually is about, right? So when shit like that happens, now we have this gray key, which you know. Let's just call that whatever it is. It could be any number of different products, right? Yeah. That's going to be able to break into an iPhone in X amount of time, right? So now we got Apple actually trying to do the right thing and say, you know what? Now we're just going to lock out the phone. If you haven't unlocked it within an hour, lightning port's gone. You can't use it anymore. I mean, will there be drawbacks to that? I'm sure for certain people, yeah. Like, I don't know if that's going to stop your charging or anything like that, but it could suck for some things. No, it's just a data port. Just a data port? Well, yeah. it's, it's, or if you're yeah, trying I mean, to download you're, your photos or some shit. I can't, if you're the valid it, user, it, it'll, it'll, it asks you for the passcode every hour. So if, if you... Continual like, authentication. Yeah, we'll say. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Keeps going in a circle. Holy shit. <laughs> we are going to jerk this circle. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it comes back through and it asks you for you your passcode. So if you if you are using your data port for an hour, let's say it's to export photos or uh, you're you're actually using the data port for something, uh, it basically just does a pop up asking you for the passcode. You put it in, everything's fine. The data port will come back up. It seems like a legitimate thing to have in almost any product. Right? I, I I think it's a good idea. It it's just it's you know they're they're making a big deal out of it because it is tied to the San Bernardino thing and there was such a big hubba blue about that. 
with you know brings up a lot of privacy issues as well yeah there's a ton of privacy issues involved with this and and it's something that law enforcement has had to deal with for a while you know i'm I'm still on the fence that i agree with apple apple definitely should not have been able like or been able to say like yeah let me unlock that phone for you fbi because you said i need this it's like well there's you know there are companies that started doing things like you know we need your password for your uh social media accounts we need to to do a background check on you to see if you're good for aren't this they, company. Aren't they doing it for citizenship now too? Yeah. For well, U.S. citizenship, they're asking I, for for passwords for social media. But it's for really. I thought things. I thought they just wanted your kids. Well, they they do. <laughs> Hide your kids. Hide your wife. I think I think that Apple that that Apple issue with the with the feds. Um, I think they were at a huge crossroad. You know they. If they give them, if they help the feds out with that that San Bernardino incident, how many you know the 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 risk there of how many people that are Apple customers are going to say, you know what, if you're just handing stuff over to law enforcement, are you doing illegal things, Chris? That you you would not want the law enforcement to see? Oh, no, I'm asking. Up. I'm saying that's that not the, the point. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm easy saying, to go down that road, though, right? No, but I'm saying you know some people think that, but then they also some people some people think that you know, hey, I want my stuff private. You know, I don't want them to just be willy nilly handing things over to the feds. So I think they were at that crossroad to where they were thinking, man, how many customers are we going to lose by doing this? And then they said, no, we stand by our customers. We want to provide our customers a safe product. And so, no, we're not going to do this. And then I think once that happened, they went right into some kind of remediation to where, hey, look, let's let's go a step further and let's com- let's create this this feature with the lightning port. So, so you know, here's here's the issue, right? That you're going to come across no matter what happens. I mean, this this is going to be an age old argument, right? When does security override privacy or something like this, right? How many threats could we stop if we knew everything about everybody or what they post or anything about that? We could probably stop a lot, but, I mean, do you really want somebody looking over your shoulder every minute of every day? So, yes, I mean, there, there are some nice uh, exp- you know, tabletop things you can say where a complete that authoritarian government movie? or regulation could work, but that's a tabletop and... So let let me take you down this road, okay? So what do we tout all the time in security, right? Visibility, right? You need to have visibility to be able to to absolutely secure something. Yeah, I agree. So now, and everybody that's on my network has to they they are aware that they are being monitored. Yeah, and they are told every time that they log in that you know you are everything that you do on this system because it is not yours is subject to search. And they yeah, have well, so let me let me walk this dog real quick. Let me walk this dog. So we say there, we need to have visibility to secure things, right? Mm-hmm. So let's take this at a national level. Mm-hmm. At what I'd go point, What kind of visibility do you need to have to be able to properly secure things? So here's, right, so here's, wait, the, issue, here's the issue I bring up with that is like what Henry was mentioning is he's talking about specifically the network that he is in charge of defending. Yeah, so why don't we have an opt-in system? I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with the fact of like a, you know a, a government entity deciding it needs to be in charge of us in that. Well, sense. no, yeah, do do an opt-in system. Yeah, a you government wanna... entity is not protecting my fucking home Wi-Fi. They're right. not protecting no, but my I phone mean there's or a difference between a network that you, you're uh... paid to to defend and a phone that you're buying 
that a company is looking over your shoulder every every minute. So you opt so, in. No, so you I, you want to be you want to be a U.S. citizen. Yeah. You want to live in the U.S. You want to have all the all this data and all these websites and social media. Yeah. Opt in. So I if I disagree, data, do I have to move? What happens when I opt out? Yeah, do I have to move? No, no, you could take your data out. But the whole, but whole concept you have it as an opt-in opt in. system for all these people that think that that's the secure way that that's how yeah. the U.S. is going to so make like, this. I, I would say if if it's going to happen, then opt in is obviously the best way. Because it's not on by default. I, do, I would disagree with an opt-out, meaning it, it's on by default and I have to go, you know, 27 levels deep in some obscure menu somewhere to turn something off. I, I do like the, um, if it's there, I can join it. Right, yeah. right, yeah. But it's not on by default. I'm not required to, and it's not constantly giving me nags to do it. Kind of like, you know, kind of like TSA Pre. You, you sign up for that, you opt into it, you give them a bunch of extra information, they yeah. do checks on you, and then... Now I got to keep my tennis shoes on. Yeah. Takes, takes okay. me 30, 30 less seconds to get through security. It's really nice. Uh, depending on what airport you're at. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm just, you know, that's, that's, a, that's an obvious opt-in system that you can do All to right. save yourself a couple minutes of time. Yeah. So maybe if they offered that at, and a, that's at not, a larger scale. Yeah. As long as you have that choice. Yeah, and that's, yeah. A, that's, yeah, that's, that's a win for the feds because you're going to get those people that they don't care. It's like, fine, if you want to look at my shit, then so be it. So that's somewhat of a win for them, but it also keeps Apple in good standings with their customers saying, hey, look, we gave, we provided the security. You have the option. It's your choice to go that route. So yeah. it's a win well, for the feds. It's, it's some it's, is better than none. It's obviously you know? a better win for Apple. For, I don't understand that portion, but it's, it's good optics for Apple. Well, for yeah, Apple, Apple, because they're Apple providing shows, that security, but they're also giving an option. Yeah, Apple shows is it an option to turn off the, the, turn off the one hour thing. So there is. So it's yeah, a, it'll be, so your it'll be phone awesome. when you when you get one of those phones, it goes in. It's you, you get it in restricted mode, and it's on by default. And that that default is going to be tied into this data port as well. Uh, will be that re, will be that restricted um, that restricted mode. You can go in there into the settings, and you can shut restrict. Uh, I can't talk. Sorry. You can shut restricted mode off, um, and then. So opt in, all that opt shit out wouldn't work. Type thing. So right? the, there technically is an opt in, opt out for you in the in the in the settings. Right. Um, technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, if we're, I'm, if I'm we talking take it about back up, more in depth. Yeah, if we yeah. take it back up to the to that national level real quick, um, opt in, opt out. You know, we talked early in in other episodes about you know people just not being able to defend their own networks. I think an opt in, opt out is not a half bad way to do things like that. I mean. 95% of, you know, people aren't doing bad things that they have to worry about something illegally happening in their network. Like, no, it, so it, I no. think it would be a really nice thing being able to opt into this and have almost almost like an IDS in place from the government. You know, I'll opt in, I'll let you look at so, my fucking data, I yeah, don't the, care, the but you're going to protect my network for the me. The obvious disadvantages I see to this are going to be, you're going to start having places like, you know, I would have a coffee shop that says, hey, uh, you can get onto the Wi-Fi here. If you're a part of the opt-in program, because I can be more con- more comfortable that yeah. you're, you're protected, you would. Um, you so, have that. So then you start choosing people based on whether they're opt-in or opt-out. I, so you know, the, you it's, 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 there's, there's more to it is than, it, than just a yes or a no. Isn't that the same headache you'd have to deal with at the airport with TSA pre? You opt into that, you get the easy line. You opt out, you got to wait four hours. Right, Dude, you opt, even right now you opt in and you just. Whenever right. you go to connect to a Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, and you don't know whether or not that fucking Wi-Fi is good or not, unless you're VPNing into some shit, you well, that's even... that's what you should do as you know, as an informed person is know that if you're going to connect to some so, public access point, 
Use a VPN. So that's what I we're trying. That's what we're trying to avoid. Not know right? This by now, right? With this opt-in network. Well, let's just take a step back. What this network would ha- allow complete visibility into stuff, so that they could be secured by some government entity, right? That's what I don't like. But let's take it the other way around, right? That doesn't happen right now. An uninformed person, which we've already, you know, established, they're a fuck ton of fucking right? Karen. They're just gonna fucking connect Karen. into some shit. And now there's no visibility on it. You know, you don't know if they got owned there, if they got owned at their house, because they're just uninformed. Yeah. We're trying to take what, you know, is a security best practice of taking the user out of, you know, the practice, right? Like, if I could take them and put them in a closet, I would. But I can't, so I have to try to get policies, procedures, something to take them out of it. And if an opt-in network that allows complete visibility for those people who have no idea what they're doing yeah yeah and have it now well, i will tell you it's probably a slippery slope and eventually then everybody would have to be into the opt-in because well, that's so you, the way so you have run. you have other options you can do with it as well to i mean commercialize that you know have uh symantec mccrapify all these companies offer hey you go ahead <laughs> and get our phone and uh or you know our uh bloatward phone and you go in and log everything through us and we guarantee that you're safe you know, and that, that way it's a monetary thing, and it's... An MSSP for the world? Sure. For all the things? Sounds like a good business plan. I, I feel gonna, like... I'm going to start this right now. I feel like if you could connect the threats from all the all the places, we would... I'm saying, like, so if, you, if you're able to break that away from a government entity doing it, I, I would tend to... I still won't make it, but But you have a choice, right? You'd be be slightly more comfortable with that than you would with a a government entity. I got you. All right. So the good, and what all goes back to that Apple Lightning Corp issue? I mean, it's it could stem a much bigger talk. Right. 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 Um, So the next the next uh, topic that we're going to talk about is um, worst tech gadgets. Um, there's sure. some things out there. We 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 usually do uh, something a topic called Tech Tinder, uh, whether we want to swipe left or swipe right. Uh, but we're right now we're just going to focus on some some really bad gadgets out there that that we want to talk about for a minute and kind of go through and and like I said before, if you guys have any comments regarding uh, the topics that we talk about, please please make comments and also we're posted on Twitter and Facebook drunk infosec for for Facebook and at drunk infosec for Twitter so please leave some comments and we'll uh, we'll address those comments on the next episode so let's start off with the first one uh, the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 I mean they had to ban these on airplanes they can't be good old <laughs> news come man. on I don't know man that shit was the bomb Literally, uh, <laughs> you can't say that uh, shit on a plane. Oh, fuck, terrible. literally. Yeah. And these I, I are, think, these I think are, one of the big ones, old products too. So we, I, I think one of the big ones recently. Back. I think one of the big ones recently was that tap lock. I mean, it was literally vulnerable from everything. Yeah, <laughs> you could pop open the back and you, take out the battery. And yeah, open you it. could you could pop and, it open with a screwdriver. You and could. They came out and you they advertised could, it as you know like a, the a, most secure yeah. lock ever for a hundred yeah. fucking dollars. Yeah, you know, you, you started saying something like that, then come on. I mean, yeah. Oh, you knew you were, and, and you, you should have known you were a target. Now let's, let's think about this though. I mean, uh, people are going to buy this lock, you know, just based off of, now they said they were going to actually fix these issues that were brought up yeah. and yes, I get it, but people are going to buy these things, man. And they're going to have a lock on a gym locker on their high school locker. Who knows what, if they still do that. Um, 
But yeah, that, somebody's gonna be able to pop that right off, and this is a lot that people are buying. I mean, so I mean, hoping they're secure. Even if they do offer to repair it and fix the problems, obviously this is a company that, in their first run throughs and QAs, that never came up. Security wasn't wasn't baked into uh, the development process for a lock. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I mean, there, there was multiple issues, you know, physical issues and tech, technology issues. So actually, if you want to bring up a uh, nice big failed gadget, gadget piece of shit kind of thing. Whoa, whoa! You're getting real let, angry yeah, over let's, there. Let's let's talk about Windows phones. I'm gonna need you to calm down first because you look Isn't like you want to tackle here? somebody. We're what here for doing? Windows phones. Yeah. <laughs> let's get real. Let's. Yeah. Tell me where it touched you. Show me on this phone where it touched you. Do I need to bring out the rape touch doll. Me Why are you just, rolling up your sleeves? Yeah, it touched me just to the left of my left breast, <laughs> and I'm 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 not happy with that because it it should have known where to go. It was not precise enough. So 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 what don't you like about what, these yeah. phones? Uh, they're shit. Well, what, Is it well, because they run Windows? I know a lot because... of shit products, but what uh what makes you mad about them? Um, well, so I, I'm I'm not a a big Windows fan. But uh, I will say that um, I don't like it when a company is going to make an operating system that they're trying to fit on multiple platforms like that. I think Apple did it a good way when they have uh, OS X and iOS are separate. For um, now. Yeah, for now. I probably will have an issue when they bring Yeah, it. I was going to say, sounds so like I, they're migrating. Uh, I, I was kind of excited to see um, when they were bringing out that uh, Ubuntu phone. Um, talk about is, pla- talk about one platform that's on. I was going to say, different yeah. things. isn't that the same issue you were saying, just complaining I was, about? I was. I think he's just hating on that. Windows. Yeah. yeah, I was looking forward to that because of the uh, um, the ability to plug it in and use it as a laptop or a, a, a mobile computing platform. But I think as a phone itself, it probably would have failed. Man, if I could run VMware on my Windows 10 phone, why the fuck I'd would you do that? The world. I could work remotely. You can work phone. remotely from a you fucking have real estate on your I do actually. I, I you see? have an iPad right here and I just SSH into things. But anyway, why is it not a Windows surface? So you just don't like Windows 10 phones because you don't like Windows or uh, actually I think a lot of these uh, dating back from 2007 were uh, Windows 8. You want to see a bad phone, bro? Look at a fucking Amazon Fire phone. I didn't even know that those were phones. Um, yeah. Are you shitting me? Yeah. It's a little weird. What about them? <laughs> like, uh, they ran on Android. They were... I, I think my mom bought one. And it was just... They had a button where you could actually press for help. And it would video conference in someone from Amazon. Like, it was a live person. Creepy shit ever. Right? Imagine just... But dialing that, yeah, like an Amazon person. Oh, I remember seeing the commercials for that, and the first thing I thought was, I would just press help all the time in the nude, and just be like, "Doing hey, a helicopter? How are you? Like, hoping for Karen? That's, you know, that's like that's it's like, like OnStar. OnStar, you just call OnStar. You're like, hey, what's up? It's like a new Tinder. What are you doing? You'd be like, hey, help. I've had a couple drinks. <laughs> you're kind of lonely. You're forced to watch me. Yeah, I see you. What are some other products you guys uh, have dealt with here recently, or in the not so recently? The hoverboards. What about those? It's not necessarily security related, but uh, those were also 
banned from airplanes. I think they were blowing up, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was pretty bad pro- product. They were when they were first came out. They were on fire, right? Ooh, I see what you did. Oh. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, I, I think only after a little bit of use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think the whole thing stemmed from they were trying to pack. You know, the the, the batteries that they wanted to put in there to hold the charge or whatever. I, I forget what kind of batteries they were, but. Very similar to vape, you know, you shit batteries and you want to, you want a high output and it can't oh, control yeah. that kind of high output. What's going to happen? Battery's going to overheat. Shit's going to explode. People don't understand. Close, in a closed environment without vent yeah. tube or vent holes. Yeah. Without the right vent holes and stuff like that. You, yeah. It's recipe for disaster. I don't know. I've never looked into those because uh, I'm klutzy as fuck and I would die. Oh, I don't blame you. I'd probably bust my ass. Did anyone ever have a Google Glass? No. 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 I thought that was going to be the truth I, when it came I, out. I, I really so did. I. I did. I like the idea, but uh, I, I really wanted, tried to I get it. Wait. Developer thing. I wanted to wait for a while. I mean, I think I think they had a good push as far as like marketing and, but you know, you can if you throw enough money at marketing and public relations, you know, you can make you can make a pile of junk look. Look really well, I think good. a lot of their marketing was towards developers. I don't think they actually... Right. I mean, did they ever put those out as... Yeah, eventually they did. It was like two years... I think they were released in like 2013 or something. But they... Uh, like a few years after, you could buy them. Initially, you had to be a developer. Right. Even as a developer, you had to pay something outrageous like $1,500 to be able to have one. Same with... Um, what's that? The Microsoft one? But I still think it's an awesome idea, right? Like being able to put on that and put it up. Well, I think uh, augmented reality definitely is the way things will go, and things like Google Glass. Or... I want to be able to look at you and be like, "That dude's name's Alex," because it <laughs> pops up over your head. Because I forget your name a lot. I just want to yeah. see a bunch of people wearing them so we can call them all glass holes. <laughs> so, damn. Well, let's wrap this one up. What uh, has anybody else got anything they want to talk about? Last minute stuff um, before we wrap it up. Remember, don't be a fucking Karen. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for episode five. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Again, uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter, at DrunkInfoSec, uh, or Facebook, DrunkInfoSec. Um, please leave comments. We'd like, uh, we'd like to hear from you guys, hear what you have to say. We can address that on the next episode for sure. Uh, or just make fun of your numbers. Or just make fun of the numbers, exactly, right. Um, all right, guys, well, thanks a lot, and uh, have a good night. Chris wants to hear from you.